people to Christ, heaven is not the goal. Knowing God is the goal. Jesus said it, John 17, 3. This is life eternal. Things in heaven. This is life eternal. That they will know you. This is the goal in Christian that will know God. That you know Jesus. So if your interest in the things of the earth is high, then your interest on things above is low. It can't be the same. It cannot be the same. Just as the Bible says, Jesus said you can't serve two masters. So you can't, there's, there's not like equilibrium when it comes to the interest. And the Lord said, I should tell you that he is restoring to you the years that the locust has eaten. Oh, he is restoring to you the time that you feel like has been wasted in his presence. That is why I am telling you, heaven is not the goal. The reason why Christ died is not for you to be in heaven. The reason why Christ died is for you to be reconciled back to God. For you to be reconciled back to God. Because man lost his way. Man lost the way. So the reason why Christ died is that man will be reconnected back to the way. Who is the way? Jesus is the way. Changing lives, preaching Christ. Join Prophet Isha Jefferson Hayford for an amazing time of encounter and insight with the Lord. You are blessed. Okay. Hello, beloved. I believe that you are doing great by the grace of God. Um, welcome to this discipleship session. Uh, my name is Ishira Jefferson Hayford, pastor in Shira Jefferson. Um, some of you call me prophet. Some of you call me daddy Inshi. I salute you all. Um, everybody in Ghana. Um, all those who have connected with us over the years, uh, over the time, over the period. Those of you in Canada, uh, the US, the UK, those of you in Europe especially as well, Italy, France, we really honor you all. God bless you for your connection, your commitment, your faithfulness, and your consistency throughout this time. It is a blessing. I pray for you that the Lord would help you and may his grace continually speak for you. Beloved, we had several testimonies by people that have really been connected. We've had um, testimonies that people that were almost at the point of death, just receiving life, receiving strength, empowerment, and they have been restored by the grace of God. We've had um, testimonies, instant jobs, miracles. I mean, just many things. It's been a great blessing. It's been a great blessing. Beloved, let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this day. Have your way. Bless us with your word. Inspire us. Touch us. Transform us. Stir up in us faith. Stir up in us, O oh God. Faith. The saving power that comes by hearing the word. We bless you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. And let everybody say amen and amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you. I want us to continue with the code of honor. The code of honor. And so this is going to be the part two of this session. Amen. The part two of this session. I believe that it is very important that we touch on this. As I shared in the part one, that is something that the Lord spoke to me clearly that if we don't check this, especially this generation, many of us will fall off. And so what is going to happen is that the next generation won't have a good footing to stand on. Amen. And, and it's, it's, it's scary. It's, it's scary. It's, it's, it's scary. I mean, just look at the things happening in this generation in our time. And, and just look at how corrupted the morals of people have become. Just look at even children, how children rebel towards parents. And you can just begin to forecast in the next, the next 20 years, the next 50 years, what are we to expect in the church, in the homes, workplaces? I mean, wherever, what have you? What are we to expect? And this is just because certain things were not emphasized enough. Certain things were not addressed enough. Amen. And so this needs to be touched on. This needs to be addressed. Honor. 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 So we are still on the code of honor. Amen. Let us read something. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. It says that let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Is it? And that is why I said, look, these things need to be touched on because our generation is a generation without honor. Look, we don't even practice honor to talk of double honor. Do you, I don't know if you understand how serious the situation gets. I mean, just look at the church. You know, we, we just address each other anyhow. We treat each other anyhow. We despise discrimination, disrespect, dishonor. I mean, just look at it. Sometimes even you, look at how you speak to of your fellow brother in the faith. Look at how you speak to your fellow brother at home in the church. You realize that the honor level is low. The honor level is low. So we are even struggling with the foundations of honor. How, how much more talking of double honor? Is let the elders that rule well. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. And you see, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he was referring to Timothy and the church he was pastoring. Amen. That let the elders, let the leaders, 
Let the leaders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Your man of God, your father, your father in the Lord. <laughs> be counted worthy of double honor. It's sad how that I've seen many sons dishonor fathers. This generation, we dishonor fathers. We don't give them their flowers. We dishonor fathers. Sometimes we feel like we are even in a competition with our father. You know, sometimes you feel like, you know, you, 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 you are better. You are higher. You know better. But you see, it's, anybody that says this thing or acts that way is a clear indication that he does not understand fatherhood, the essence of fatherhood. You need to understand, people of God, Charlie, listen, you need to understand this thing and and take this for me fathers are feathers fathers are feathers god gives fathers to us as feathers to us what does the feather do the feather does a lot of things number one the feather is responsible for flight it is the feathers that come together to form wings amen and what do the wings do the wings give us that capacity that ability enables us and empowers us to fly i mean a bird without wings cannot fly a bird without wings cannot fly and even with the wings we we, we look at the type of wings the size and and i mean the composition of the wings because not every wing is a wing <laughs> amen and so fathers are feathers. Number one, fly. What does that mean? That means whenever God gives you a father, the essence is that you will fly. And so the, 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 the truth is that the desire of every good and honorable father is that the sons will soar higher than he is doing, would go further, would do greater. And that is why Jesus, the chief father, of every father, the chief father of everybody. The Bible calls him the father of spirit. He said, look, great things I have done, but greater things you will do. He's not saying that, look, I'm calling you to come and challenge me. He's not saying that, look, there's a call to be in a competition with me. No, you can't compete with fathers. Why? Because, look, <laughs> can I tell you something? In the body... In the kingdom, we don't compete. We complete. And fathers are given for our completion. But sadly, many of us feel we are in a competition. And so instead of us to strive completion through fathers, we are striving for competition. 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 Fathers are feathers. Number one, to fly. Number two, what do feathers do? Feathers cover. Feathers cover the body of the bird. Amen. Feathers cover. What does that mean? That means that God gives feathers to cover us. God gives feathers to cover us. Now, this covering is both spiritual and physical both spiritual and physical. I don't know if you remember in the part one, I shared a scripture. I quoted a scripture to us in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. It says that 
Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. They cover you. That's the covering. So a father is a covering. The man of God that God gives you is a covering. He's, he's made a covering for you to cover you, to watch over your soul. Maybe you don't, you don't understand the word covering and you feel it sounds some way. Then just take this, that the, the, the covering also means this, that to watch for your soul. How do we watch for the souls of people? We intercede for them. We, 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 we watch them and assess them in terms of accountability. Are they doing the right thing? Are they taking the right steps? Are they doing what they've been instructed to do? Are they on the right course? I mean, what will become of them? What they are doing? What, what is going to be the impact in some time to come? Is it going to be negative? Is it going to be positive? I mean, all these things entail in watching for your soul. And it falls under covering. Covering. So God gives us fathers to cover us. Fathers are coverings. Anybody that dishonors a father, what you are doing is that you are exposing yourself to nakedness. And so many of us, especially in this generation, instead of us being covered, we are rather naked. We are rather open because the Father God has given us, we refuse to honor. And all we keep doing is dishonoring. All we keep doing is disobeying. Charlie is serious. Like we don't even listen to instructions. And you see, many of us say we listen, we take it up, but the next day we drop it. It's, it's as though... Every two days, it's like we are, we are undergoing a two-day cycle. The first day, it seems as though you are changed. The second day, it seems as though you are doing what you were supposed to do. The third day, you are going back to, to, to square one <laughs> or square zero or whatever it is. <laughs> Amen. And, and people of God, that's a sad reality in the church today. Many churches are naked and not covered. Because they are known for fighting fathers. Even the man of God himself fights fathers. The father God. And, and look, some of them, some of, some of them don't even have fathers. Some of them don't even have anybody they are submitting to. Some of them have not even been discipled. That's the danger. That's why I'm telling you this thing. Honor, honor, honor is very important. Honor is key. If you really want to succeed in the kingdom, you must learn the language of honor. If you really want to go far, you must learn the code of honor. You must learn the language of honor. I mean, have you forgotten in the book of Ephesians, the chapter 6, we read the verse, 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 the verse, um, um, the verse 3. He says that that it may be well with you. That it may be well with you. That it may be well with you, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That means that honor makes it well for you. Honor is that key ingredient that begins to make things begin to become well. <laughs> honor is that 
key factor that look if you are lacking it it is never going to be well with you come on when you go by the street you will see many posters you will see posters of very young people 20 this 30 this and many of them you'd ask yourself what really happened you will see painful exit you will see what a shock you will see obituary you will see many things the truth of the matter many of them you'd realize is that some way, somehow, one way or the other, they were not honoring people when they were alive. They were not honoring men. They didn't understand honor. You realize that many of them, they are actually those who were disrespectful, those who were the rascal people, those who were the, in quotes, the very, very bad people and doing bad things and not respecting, not being respectful, not honoring, not listening to instructions, not paying attention to counsel and advices and they took the laws into their own hands and they took things into their own hands and guess what? They are no more. They are no more. They are people that have ended up destroying their lives because they failed to listen to the counsel that their father is giving them. And it's amazing. Mostly it has to do with even relationships. We tell you, this brother, this sister is not going to help you. Why don't you relax? That is when you would see that the, there's a member and the member today is trying to say, look, I know more than you do. And you know what? Just sit down and listen to what I'm preaching to you. I am preaching with the message that this sister is for me. And with the message that it is time for me. And look, deep down, you realize that no, it's not time for this brother. I mean, you've not even learned how to tidy your room. You've not even learned how to be responsible. Are you now going to add somebody's daughter? What are you going to teach her? Where are you taking her? You don't even know where you are going in life. But, you know, we, we, we don't listen and we tend to dishonor the instructions, the counsel. He says, it may, it may be well with you. That it may be well with you if only you'd honor. Beloved, why am I pressing on this so much? Because it has to be well with you. It has to be well with you. It has to be well with you. You must start learning what it means and what it takes to honor what it means and what it takes to honor because it has to start being well. It has to start being well with you. Till you learn honor, you cannot do double honor. Till you learn honor, you can't learn double honor. You see, it's just like saying double of something now if you don't have that thing how can you have a double of it it is not possible and so till we've learned we've really given ourselves to learning on our end we can't really do much when it comes to conversation about double honor but the bible says that let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor that means that look i don't just honor my father i must give him double honor double honor double honor i can't talk to my father anyhow i can't treat my father anyhow i have to honor the man of god that god has given me i have to honor i have to honor the family my parents i need to honor let the elders that rule well be counted worthy 
of double honor. And Paul goes on to say, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Do you know why he had to say especially? Because the truth of the matter and the reality, especially in our generation, our time like this, is that those who labor in word and in doctrine are the least honored. The least respected. The least taken seriously. The least listened to. They labor in the word and doctrine. You know, we are looking for those that, you know, would mention your phone number. And and look, with all due respect and humility, I'm not against these things. As I said initially, some of you call me even prophet and all that. I'm not against all these things. No, but I'm trying to teach you the way that is going to save you. Many of us, we want to see some sort of display before we honor. No, he said, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Do you know why? Because it is these two things that will build your Christianity, the foundation. If you are if you, if you are wrong in the word, look, you'll be wrong in the faith. And if you are wrong doctrinally, there's a likelihood there a higher percentage that you will miss it. You will miss it because you are wrong doctrinally. You will miss it. This, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. They have lost honor in our generation. They have lost honor. So today, every man of God, he just wants to associate himself as a prophet or as a bishop. A prophet or a bishop or a reverend doctor. Reverend doctor, doctor something. Yeah, because because the people the people in the church the body of Christ we've not learned the language of honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine, those who labor tirelessly are teaching, are trying to raise us in 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 are trying to raise us doctrinally in the word. We don't honor. We don't honor. Amen. It's very serious, though. It's very. Serious. I don't even know what to say again. It's very. It's very serious. From today, people of God, sons and daughters, members, partners, connectors. I mean, all those. I mean, whoever you are, listen. You must start. Make it. Make it a decision that, look, I am going to start practicing honor. I am going to start practicing honor. And not just honor, but double honor. Double honor. I'm going to start practicing double honor. Amen. And maybe let me just help you by giving you some pointers to honor. Pointers. You know, that when you're talking about honor, you just have to do some of these things. Amen. And the first one I just want to share with you is in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. A very popular scripture. I mean, for those in the fold, amen. Matthew chapter 4, the verse 19. What does it say? It says that, look. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. When you say you indeed honor, you must learn to follow. Because you can't honor what you don't follow, and you can't follow what you don't honor. 
If you say indeed you are following, there has to be honor. A high level of honor. I've seen many people say, I want to follow you. I mean, with all humility, I want to follow you. And I always say, look, follow Jesus. <laughs> follow Jesus. Amen. Follow Jesus. Yeah, he'll, he'll show you how to really follow if you want to follow well. You realize that many say they want to follow, but they, they, they are just not following well. Huh? Many of them are falling short in the place of honor. Even common pleas, which we say is common, is so hard these days. That for, for a believer to just say please, to a fellow believer, please, to the man of God, please, to the parent, please. It's, it's amazing how we even struggle to say please. And so you ask yourself, where are we going as a church? Me as a pastor, that I don't even say please to my father, to anybody. As a leader, I don't even say please as a member. Where are we headed to as a church? Where are we headed to as a body? These are questions that we need to ponder on. These are things we need to think about honestly. Honestly. Following. Following. If you say, this is what I'm following. Honor. 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 Beloved, honor. 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 That, that pastor, that man of God, you have always been calling. Please, can you pray for me? Please, can you pray for me? It's his birthday. Try honoring. Just try it. With, with a gift that the Lord placed on your heart. Just try it. Stop withholding. Honor. Honor is not, is not in speech. Honor is in action. Honor. Honor. You know that, no, this man, this man that God is using to bless me, this man that God is using to be a blessing in my life, look, you know it deep within, you know it that, ah, ah, I can, I can, I can sow something nice for him. Ah, we own, we own boutique shops. I can just get him some one or two very nice things. Ah, rather than he just keep wearing that one shirt, one shirt throughout. No, I can just honor with something. I can just honor with something. The church day. And that is that is it. And you see, we now come out to backlash people that we feel like they are supposed to be men of God that are straight and then have found themselves doing many other things. The, the secret is, many of it is that we don't honor. 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 Not even a thank you, not even I appreciate you, not even a gift, nothing. We don't honor. We don't honor. And and so how are we going to be honored? Who is going to honor you if you've not honored anybody? See, is that follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. Follow me. Follow me. If you say you really honor, then follow. And if you say you are really following, then honor. But it's not even the emphasis here. The emphasis is in the verse 20. It says, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. They straightway. 
Straightway means immediately. The straightway is the word euteos, which means immediately. Immediately. It is immediately they left their net. If you really want to learn the language of honor, learn the language of promptness. The ability to be prompt when told to do something. Can you do this? Yes. Promptness. Immediately. Not when, not when you, you now decide to finish what you think you are doing and then go to the next thing and then try to finish and know that before you just follow that instruction. No. No, Charlie. No, it's going to cost you. You must learn the language of promptness. Be prompt. Immediately. 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 When you are being sent, be prompt. In running that service, be prompt. Be prompt. Even your givings, be prompt. Be prompt. There are some people, look, they'll wait for you to talk and to talk and to talk. I don't even know what they really want. Before they even decide that, look, I'm going to give God something. No, be prompt. The moment you hear, it's time to give. It's time for Just be prompt. Be prompt. But promptness is key. Imagine if these people that Jesus called were not prompt. He would have gone on to call others. And that's how many of us have lost our seats by not being prompt. Even in interviews, even in in the job area, we are not prompt. The job sectors, the working sector, we are not prompt. In ministry, we are not prompt. Pastors, I've seen many pastors that are not prompt. Leaders, not prompt. Members, not prompt. Prompt means prompt. This honor, when they say, look, the service is 6, six, six o'clock p.m. By 5, 5.30, 5.50, you are there. Prompt. That's honor. Honor is not when you are in UPSA and we are having service and then you just show up late. That is dishonor. And it's not even just once, several times. That's dishonor. That's not honor. I'm telling you. Promptness. Immediately. 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 The next pointer. The next pointer. And so, beloved, the, the, the next pointer... I just want to give you, you know, the next point I just want to give you is in Second Peter chapter one verse seventeen. It says something there. Second Peter chapter one verse seventeen. It says that for he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him. From the excellent glory. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. For he receives from God the father. Honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him. From the excellent glory. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. What point do I want to give you again? The ability to receive the voice. Yeah. The ability to receive the voice. 
the ability to receive the voice. I mean, these are pointers for honor, the code of honor. Now, what voice are we talking about? Paul said to the church in Corinth, the Bible is in the book of Corinthians, said, look, that there are many voices, many voices on earth, many voices, but none of them are without significance. That means that, look, as we are living here on earth, there are many voices, many voices that communicate to us, many voices that speak to us, things inject into us things amen now there are voices that god has assigned for the believer number one is the voice of god or uh, through the holy spirit amen number two is the word of god is a voice scripture has a voice number three is the voice of a man of God. Jeremiah 3.15 said, I will give you pastors after my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And so God gives us men as a voice to feed us. When we read other version, I think the Amplified, it talks about knowledge, understanding, and judgment. Amen. So, God also uses men as a voice. Amen. Now, let's just talk about these three main voices I just mentioned. The voice of God, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the voice of a man of God. The voice of the man God sends to you. Beloved, when you talk about honor... When you talk about honor, honor is you also receiving the voice. Honor is you also receiving the voice. Honor is determined in your ability to receive the voice. How often, Charlie, how often do we receive the voice, the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit? You know, many a times, you know, he, we don't even, it, we don't even you see the challenge in the body, one of the challenges is we don't even know how to identify whether this is the Holy Spirit. Is this my mind? Is this a thought I received from a movie I watched? Maybe overeating or something? Like, you know, that is even a challenge to, to tackle with first. Then beyond knowing that this is the Holy Spirit, also the challenge of receiving listening listen if we say we really honor god we must listen jesus said if you love me keep my commandment so if we say look i really love god and i want to honor the lord then we must come to the place of listening to him obeying the lord whatever the lord places on our hearts and guess what the fun fact is this the interesting part is this god does not always talk to us audibly god speaks to us in diverse ways when you read the book of hebrews hebrews chapter um hebrews chapter one it says something very interesting there what does it say in the book of hebrews 
I mean Hebrews, the New Testament to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter one. It says that God was sundry times and in diverse manners, in diverse manners, in diverse manners. Now that word, that word manners, that word diverse manners is the word polytropos. Now polytropos means various forms, many ways or methods. That means that, you see, it is in diverse manners speak in time past. That means that, look, God's methods of speaking is diverse. Yes, do, do you get it? That means that God speaks in many ways. God has many methods. It is diverse, many Many methods by which he speaks. God speaks to us through thoughts. God speaks to us through imaginations. One time the Lord was speaking to me. And guess what? How he spoke to me. It was by an inscription behind a car. Oh, yeah. I'm sure by now some of you are like, oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) Because you've also had such an experience. Perhaps many times. You know, God has methods. Amen. And then we come to the word of God. One day the Lord said to me that many, many of us, many of us, I mean, God God, God said to me that uh, many of us, really want to hear him, the voice of the Holy Spirit, we want to hear him speaking. But the truth of the matter is that he has also given us another voice. That's the, the word of God, the scriptures, the Bible. And yet we don't read it. We neglect it. How do we expect even the one we can see you, even the one we can see, even the one we can see, the believer has neglected it. How much more the one that you are now come to contemplate? Is this really him? Is this my mind? And all that. How, what's the guarantee? What's the certainty that you're able to get this voice? Because even the one that is written and has been given to you, you are not even making good use of it. And that, that's a sad reality. Child of God, beloved, that's the sad reality. That's what you and I, we are doing. The word of God that has been written, we can see it when you're reading. You can hear it in your thoughts and all. We neglect it. And yet we won't really hear that one, that one. We won't really hear it. Beloved, you know, it's going to be very tough. It's going to be very tough. I mean, I just don't want to dwell so much on them because I think we would have sessions on that individually. And then the other voice that I want to talk about is the voice of the man God gives you. The voice of the man of God. The voice of the pastor. The voice of the one God has called to disciple you, to raise you, to build you, to shape you, to develop you, to equip you, according to Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 11 and 12. Amen. If you say you really honor, you must express that ability to receive the voice. Receiving the voice. Reception. Reception talks about our approach. First of all, our approach to receiving. 
Anytime, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm talking to my father in the Lord. Or even my mentor. Look, I am always recording my approach. Because I know that, no, there's somebody that, look, God can just drop something in there for me. And it's going to bless me. It's going to change my life. I mean, it's going to help my ministry, my family. And so I record. Even if it's a call, I say, please, can I record? I'm always recording. The ability to receive. Many of us don't, don't express good reception. Many of us can't receive. Yeah. Like, reception. Amen. And so, look, the ability to receive. Do you receive gladly? You are talking about honor. Do you receive the instructions gladly? Even the promptness can be, it can be part of, you know, the ability to receive. What's your reception? Do you receive the instructions gladly? And you see, receiving goes beyond hearing. Receiving is you hearing, letting it sink in you, doing it, living with it. Hearing, sinking in, doing, and living. Hearing, sinking, doing, and living with it. Beloved, look, if we are saying we, we want to honor, then we need to do this. Our ability to receive, even your parents, receiving the voice, receiving the instructions, the wisdom, the counsel, receiving, receiving. And then the, the last thing I just want to touch on, the last pointer is correction. Correction. If we say we really honor, how, how do we go about it when we are corrected? If you say you really honor, then honor corrections. When you read Hebrews chapter 12, the verse 5, says that, and ye have forgotten the exhortation, the exhortation, ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, Despise not the chastening, the correction of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Despise not. Many of us have that tendency to despise chastening, despise corrections. We have that tendency. That tendency. We have that tendency to despise to push away corrections, pushing away corrections. And then he says that, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, no faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he? Whom the father chasteneth not, 
But if he be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye pastors, not sons. Beloved, you know, I think we are going to deal with this corrections in the part three. So let me just leave this. Let me just leave you hanging. Amen. And just re-listen, re-listen the part one and the part two so that you just be on the same page and then wait for the part three. What do you think? I think that will be perfect. Amen. I think that will be perfect. I think that will be perfect. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that as you are listening to this teaching, you are going to begin to grow in the place of honor. In the name of Jesus. Beloved, maybe you are here and you don't have Jesus. I want to lead you quickly. You want to say, man of God, please, I don't have Jesus. Please help me. Just want to place your right hand on your chest and join me. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you with an open heart. I admit I'm a sinner. Please take me as your own I am ready to walk with you please come and be my Lord my personal Savior and my lover help me to know you help me to walk with you help me to take on this journey Please take me and receive me as your own. Thank you for receiving me. Amen. Hallelujah. Beloved, God bless you so much. You just want to reach out to my official ministry line. My secretary is going to attend to you on the number 053. Just WhatsApp. You can WhatsApp. Just WhatsApp. The number 053 is a Ghanaian number, so plus 233-053-0108365. And then we can engage with you and we'll be glad to disciple you. God bless you. I love you. Have a lovely day and bye-bye.